Good morning, people of God. We are so blessed to have you here with us this morning to give thanks and praise to our God together. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Beth Paulo, and it truly is a joy to be with you in worship here today. Uh, Pastor Dave is currently using the second half of his sabbatical to renew his mind and spirit for the work of ministry here at King of Kings and throughout God's world. There's some announcements for today that I've been asked to share. And first, I would like to thank those of you who were able to help with the warming shelter this past week. Truly, it was a blessing to support so many people during some of these coldest months here in in Michigan. Um, We will be resuming Monday night worship tomorrow night at 7 p.m. A week from tomorrow, January 16th at 7 p.m., we will be having a Martin Luther King Jr. Day worship service that celebrates the work of Dr. King and encourages us to continue the journey to creating a world where justice abounds. Please consider joining us. Um, on Wednesday night, programming including classes for our seventh or fourth through eighth graders, excuse me, and our adult Bible study will be resuming this coming Wednesday, January 11th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, and finally, several members of King of Kings will be attending a forum this afternoon at Abiding Presence Lutheran Church in Rochester. This forum is part of a People of Faith series that is building racial awareness and empowering us to build communities of hope and healing. Today's forum is at 3 p.m., and if anyone is interested in joining or learning more about this series, which will continue throughout this year, they can contact Maria Gayhart to learn some more. And before we jump into our opening song of praise, I invite you to rise as you are able and greet the people around you with a good morning or peace be with you. The peace of God be with you all. And for those of you at home, drop in a hello. (laughs) Oh God, our heavenly parent, At the baptism of Jesus, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized into Christ faithful to their calling to be your children and empower us all with your spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, and all of God's people say, Amen. So... Please be seated. (laughs) So um, before I have the privilege of sharing some words with you this morning, prepared by Pastor Dave, I'd like to share a photo with you. And I believe that photo, there we go, that is a photo of a baby girl, not yet two months old, taken a long time ago. Actually, 55 years ago, on February 11th, to be exact, it's a photo of me. (laughs) Actually, it's one of my favorite photos. Obviously, I don't remember a single thing about this day, but I know with certainty that this was the most important day 
of my entire life. My parents named me Beth Rachel Johnson just seven weeks prior to that. But it was on that day that I was baptized and I received a new name, a name that you and I share. Sisters and brothers, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There is indeed great power in a name, whether used with great respect or great harm. The name by which we are known matters. Today is known throughout the Christian church as Baptism of Our Lord Sunday, a day set aside to read the story of Jesus' baptism, to remind us that, like Jesus, in baptism, we too are given a name that matters, a name that you and I share, and that name is Beloved. Today's story is found in the book of Matthew, the third chapter. Please read along with me on the screen if you would like. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, but you come to me? But Jesus answered John, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, this story's significance in the Bible has been an issue of great debate, basically from the beginning of the New Testament. Some feel that because Jesus was sinless, he didn't need to be baptized, and they understood the main reason for his baptism was to wash away his sin. And so we have found this story, some have found this story somewhat confusing. Others are troubled by Jesus submitting to be baptized by John, which sounds reasonable considering John himself had the same trouble responding to Jesus saying, whoa, wait a minute here, you're the important one, not me. But despite these questions and these objectives, I think the story is both a big deal, and I think it's perfect how it always comes at the beginning of every new year. What a great way to kick off the new year by helping us recover and reclaim our baptisms as a dynamic, present tense activity that is always going on. Rather than falling into that trap that baptism was just a little ritual or a ceremony that happened to us once, and for most of us, (laughs) many of us, including me, a long time ago. So before every baptism we have here at King of Kings, 
one of our pastors meet with the family and the sponsors of every child or adult being baptized. And it is shared with them that, yes, baptism most certainly washes away sin, but it does so, so much more. Baptism gives us the promise of God's grace, which means even if we mess up by the things we say or do, or by the things we don't say or do, God's not going to throw us away. Instead, he's going to keep on loving us unconditionally. Baptism promises that not only are we forgiven of our sins up to the point of our baptism, but every day that follows as well. And it means that we are forever cemented in a relationship with God, whether we want to on some days or not. But it means even more. Baptism also gives us a new name. Beloved, and with that name and identity, child of God, one of whom God is wholly and completely committed to. And that name comes with some serious power, and this name and identity has never been more important. We live in a time and a place where so many do their best to identify and define us by many, many names. Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, American or foreigner, gay or straight, rich or poor, black or white, male or female. The list just goes on and on. We also get labeled by our looks, our size, our shape, our natural-born defining features as if that we can change, that we have eyes that maybe are a little too close together, or a pointy nose, or if we're tall, or if we're not. And then there's our reactions to things as well. Our attitudes and our temperaments all cause people to label us. On top of all that, we're also increasingly named and defined by the products we use and the stores that we shop at. Nike or Apple, BMW, Tiffany's, Starbucks. These are not just company names, but each of these offer a particular sense of self or value, don't they? Many times the brand labels on our shirts or shoes or cars or phones or computers or cups and so much more tell us a great deal about how we identify ourselves. In our culture, we're all too often defining our self-worth, the way we see ourselves and those around us in the name on our clothes or the foods that we eat or the products that we use. We shop at one place but not another. And we don't want to be seen or named as one of those kind of people. We wear style, but not particularly that style. We do this, but definitely not that. And we speak with these, but definitely not with those, all for fear of or protection of what others might name us. 
Which is why I am saying that this reading is so important and so timely. Reading it just weeks after the largest shopping and gift-giving season of the year. It's important because you and I need to be reminded of our primary identity. It's not found in what we wear or how we look or even by what we have done. The only identity that truly matters can come from our God. And that identity is none other than being a child of God. And only that truly matters. And it's also found in our baptisms when we were and continue to be given the name Beloved. It's not that all those other names are worthless. Some of them may be quite important to us. Rather, it's that while all these other names, affiliations, and identifications may describe us, they dare not define us as only the name we receive from God in our baptisms grant us the life that we enjoy in Jesus Christ. You see, names are powerful. It wasn't in our reading, but the very next verse after we stopped, Matthew tells us that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tested only after God names him as his beloved. And I believe it makes all the difference in the world. Jesus needed that moment, that reminder to be told who, and more importantly, whose he was, so he could face what he was about to face. And for Jesus, it was the devil himself. And I don't know about you, but I need that reminder too. How about you? We too need that reminder that we're God's beloved children because life gets hard because the temptation to care about those other names is always there. And the devil, the devil is lurking and he's waiting for those moments of weakness and struggle ready to pounce on any opportunity to make us doubt or make us despair. There are far too many things competing for our allegiance and our attention, trying to get you to live by their name and their identity, when really all that matters is the one you cannot buy, the one you cannot earn, the name that's given to you on your baptism, the name we share, telling you exactly who and whose you are, God's beloved child. And to help you remember your true name, I'm going to ask you to turn to your neighbors and to say to them, you are a child to God and your name is beloved. So take just a moment. And if you can, turn to someone else near you and say it again. You are a child of God and your name is beloved. Do you know what beloved means? It means you are loved so much. It's immeasurable. It's over the top. It's overflowing love. It's love running over. It means dearly, dearly loved. 
That, that is your name. Names are powerful. They can give identity, purpose, authority, and so much more. And you have been given an awesome name. You are God's beloved children. And every time you wash, every time you're near water, every time you trace the sign of the cross that was made on your forehead all those days and years ago, may you remember that your name is beloved And may it renew your faith, bring you hope, and fill you with the courage you need to get busy living. Can I get an amen? (laughs) All right. Let us pray. Loving God, we can't thank you enough for all of the amazing promises we receive through the gift of baptism. All because you love us so dearly. Even when we don't deserve it. Remind us today and every day of the name you have given us so that when times are tough and we're down and nearly out, we can hold on to the strength that we are your beloved children and move our hearts so much today that we will share that with anyone and everyone we meet today. We ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Please stand as you are able. Called together to follow Jesus, we now pray for the church, the world, and all in need. At the end of each prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Calling God, you speak with power to your church. Open our hearts and minds to the new things you are declaring. Strengthen bishops, pastors, deacons, lay leaders, and teachers of the faith. Equip the baptized for your reconciling and redeeming work. God of grace, hear our prayer. Renewing God, you provide the waters of the earth, and in Jesus' baptism, you reveal the waters of life. Cleanse and protect oceans, rivers, and especially our great lakes. Bring relief to parched lands and to communities without access to safe water. God of grace, hear our prayer. Righteous God, you never weary of establishing justice. Increase cooperation and constructive dialogue between nations. Guide local, national, and international authorities to govern with equity, vision, and integrity. We pay for those in military service, for peacemakers, and for our enemies. God of grace, our prayer. Abiding God, your mercy is steadfast. Give sanctuary to people who flee from oppression, war, poverty, and famine. Sustain health care workers, caregivers, first responders, counselors, and all who help and heal. Comfort those who are grieving or experiencing crisis, especially those we name now, either silently or out loud. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and those too deep for words. 
through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as now we pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and confess those times we failed to live as God would have us live. Please read with me the words on the screen. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. We are self-centered. Open our hearts where we are reluctant. Give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together in Christ. By grace we have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your and my sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen us with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in our hearts through faith. And all of God's people said, Amen. Please be seated. At this time, I ask you to please take out your communion cups and for those of you who are joining us from home, it's a good time to get your bread and wine available as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. And all the people of God say, Amen. And finally, 
thank you for prayerfully giving to King of Kings to help support our ministries and the amazing work that God does through us. If you're joining us from home online, there's a QR code that you can see on your screen at the end of the live stream. For those of you that are here with us in person, there are offering buckets at the uh, entrance of the um, sanctuary. Just know, truly, that your generosity all adds up to make an even greater impact on people's lives. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May God bless you and keep you. Jesus grants you grace and truth, and the Spirit sends you with peace upon your hearts now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Go in peace. Share the good news. Thanks be to God.